This is Volusia Today, a public information radio program brought to you by the County of Volusia. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Volusia Today. I am Clayton Jackson with the County's Community Information Division. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning. Volusia Today is made possible by our sponsors, the Daytona Beach International Airport, the Ocean Center, Volusia Recycles, and Votran Public Transportation. I'm joined this morning by our co-host, Heather Belden. How's it going, Heather? It's going great. Happy Friday, everybody. Yes, ma'am. And... Um, there's a couple weeks we have school starting back. So how are you and uh, your family preparing for this? Well, we've got littles, so uh, not too much of a big back to school bash for us. But, you know, going out there, getting some new clothes, new sneakers. Every kid's got to have a new pair, uh, new backpacks, lunchboxes, all the fun stuff. And speaking of those supplies, is there something that our listeners with school-age children should be aware of? That's right, everybody. Don't forget right now, it started back on July 24th, but you have all the way to August 6th to get those uh, tax-free items. So uh, I think you can head online and and Google it to see what items are applicable for tax-free. All right. Well, everybody, (laughs) just make sure to take advantage of that and save a little bit of money. So joining us today is a couple people from our traffic engineering division. We have the director, Jay Williams, and Addison Caldwell, a traffic engineer tech. How are you guys doing today? Good. How are you doing? All right, so we just went into um, going into the back-to-school season. We got a couple weeks still for our uh, children and the parents to enjoy the summer. I guess for the parents, I guess that depends on if you're enjoy if you're looking forward to school starting back or not. Um, there might be uh, various opinions on that one. Um, but so, what role does the traffic engineering, um, a traffic science signals role? Like, what is the role of traffic engineering? in the getting the uh, children back to school? Uh, yeah, so we take um, a maintenance role. We maintain all of the school flashers um, uh, within our jurisdiction that are near school locations. Um, and then we also will review um, the signing and the pavement markings to make sure they're compliant with all of the national, state, and local requirements. And we also work with school staff and law enforcement to review um, school sites and to make sure that things are safe and and that the roadway is appropriate for school traffic. What are kind of the big things that you look for when you're trying to make a school safer in terms of traffic engineering? Um, So one thing we want uh, is visibility so people we want them to know that they're entering a school area where kids may be present. So making sure they have the right signs to give you advance notice, um, crosswalks or school markings to let people know to slow down, uh, flashing beacons, those kinds of things. So we want uh, drivers, their attention to be focused on the roadway when they enter a school area. And speaking of those flashing beacons, whenever the school, before school or schools are yeah, just getting out or getting ready to get out, law enforcement doesn't play around with that, uh, was it 15, 20 mile per hour zone whenever that's flashing? Right, yep. Yeah, there's some the, stiff penalties uh, intentionally and we work with our law enforcement partners a lot uh, to do enforcement in those areas to really drive home the point that it's important that drivers, you know, take care around schools because pedestrians, especially young kids, are very vulnerable in those environments. 
So what about um, long morning drop-off lines and long pickup lines? Do you guys help with managing that congestion issue? Yeah, Yeah, every school tends to be unique. Um, that's something that we have been working with with the different schools. We work with the staff, with the local law enforcement crossing guards. Um, it's hard. Everybody's trying to get somewhere at the same time. Um, but, yeah, we, we do work on that. We set different timing schedules for the lights um, and different traffic patterns to help minimize that, that staging. But we do ask that the parents do follow the, the regulations and the time set so we can try to work together to combat that. And the first couple of weeks is always trial and error. Not for, I mean, maybe for you guys a little bit, but also for parents as right. well. Like, it's like, well, do I need to leave at 7 a.m.? Do I need to leave at 7.10? And then maybe a couple of weeks down the road, it's like, well, you know, now everybody's kind of figured out. They're in their zone. They um, have a good pattern. So then maybe they could leave five or ten minutes later. But those first couple of weeks especially, you know, that's better Better plan to leave um, extra early just mm -hmm. to get the kids there on time. Absolutely. Yeah, usually that's when it's the worst. And like you said, after a few weeks, things sort of settle down and people are in a more routine and, and uh, they sort of know what to expect at that point. The parents aren't trying to pull into the staff parking lot right. and exactly. anything like yeah. that the bus anymore. Loop. Right. Or, yeah. or dropping them off across the street and there's no sidewalk or tra um, or zone, something like that. So, yeah, it's just, again, for everybody out there who's going to be dropping their children off, just take a little bit extra time in the morning. Right. Um, Maybe we'll set out the backpacks, prep the lunches the night before to right. make sure you got a got a good plan for the next morning because um, it can be hectic. Definitely. Now, Addison, you said something that kind of made me question uh, that you work with the traffic lights to set patterns. Like, so you guys are going in there and you're actually setting how long a red light is. Yeah, that's more of on our signal side. Um, mm -hmm. They do all that. And again, those follow majority of standards that are set by FDOT. Um, MUTCD, different uh, signal trainings. Um, I can't speak much of that. Jay may have a little bit more. Uh, yes, yeah, so a lot of our signal timing is based on the travel patterns, and obviously with school traffic, those patterns are different than normal, like um, morning and p.m. rush hours. So um, usually uh, the schools may have different um, arrival and dismissal times like on Wednesdays early releases things like that so we'll make adjustments um, most of our signals we can communicate with remotely um, so we can even do things on the fly if there's an issue uh, to sort of make adjustments and and allow that better flow for traffic movements so. so it's not just random no, it's not just random. Sometimes people awesome. may think that it is. We get complaints about it, but there are quite a few out there that are adaptive systems that they actually work based on the traffic flow for the day down the line. Um, so each signal works with the next. Mm -hmm. Nice. That's, that's cool. That's neat. Um, so we heard there's something called um, a community traffic safety team in our county. Um, what organizations are part of this group, and how does this, this, this group contribute to school safety? Um, yeah, there's, there's two in this county. Um, we have an east side and west side, and it's everywhere from FDOT to Volusia County or Volusia Sheriff's Office, Volusia County Traffic Engineering, crossing guards, schools, um, even developers, residents are also welcome to come. Um, you know, we brainstorm, we have problems and solutions for them. We talk about what's going on, what's upcoming, um, and find different ways to combat these different traffic issues. 
That's really cool. So if anyone was interested in the public, they can just contact your division, find out when the next meeting is and join along. Absolutely. Really nice. So we're talking about safety. What's kind of the most important message that you guys would have for maybe your own children or your children's friends when it comes to safety guidelines and proper use of crosswalks when they're at their school and things like that? Well, one, you want to always be aware of your surroundings. So taking care to to make sure you're not stepping out um, in front of a vehicle or doing anything unsafe. Um, same thing for drivers. Uh, you want to be aware and attentive of your surroundings at all time. Um, be a look on the lookout for pedestrians. Don't use your phone and be distracted when you're driving. Be slow and and you know don't don't speed more than the speed limit. And those things I think can go a long way to to making things safer. So speaking of texting, for all of our um, listeners in the middle school and high school age group, because we know they're just so, they just love listening to government uh, outreach radio. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I see more and more children in our neighborhoods, they're riding their bikes and they're texting yeah. or on Facebook or Twitter or something like, I, I had problems standing up when I was driving, you know, riding my bike. Like, uh-huh. I, like, what's your message to them? Yes, yeah, so um, being distracted can impact pedestrians, um, people on bicycles, drivers. So anybody that's you know out in an environment where there's a potential for crashes, you should be focused on what you're doing and and try to resist the urge to use your phone or. Um, text or do anything that's going to take your attention away from what you're doing. Yep. So parents out there, you may want to talk to your children and say, hey, I'm not allowed to text when I'm driving my vehicle. You may want to put down the phone when you're riding your bicycle because you could come across a crosswalk. I, I'm not yeah. joking. I see kids all the time in our neighborhood riding their bikes and they have their one hand on a handlebar and the other the cell phone in the other. You said Facebook or Twitter, but I'm thinking it was probably more Snapchat or TikTok. <laughs> okay, so see, she She's, but she, yeah, <laughs> she's more into the realm of social media than yeah. I am. So uh-huh. she's more in tune what the kids are into these days. Well, I think when I was a kid, it was left, right, left. Is that still a thing that you guys are uh-huh. out there helping teach? So, you know, look left once and then look right. But then you got to go check back left again before you cross. So exactly. um, are there any other examples of maybe things that you guys are doing community led where these initiatives are helping improve pedestrian safety around the schools? Um, yeah, so. Um, things like sidewalk projects, um, public works will um, take feedback from the public about where there's sidewalk gaps or we need improvements on the roadway, and we'll implement projects like that that will help improve pedestrian safety. A lot of times it fills in the gaps so that people do have a, a way to get to and from school or to where they need to go. Um, doing things like adding new crosswalks or um, rapid rectangular flashing beacons that sort of help um, emphasize that there's pedestrians crossing the roadway and we add those uh, routinely throughout the county. So any kind of projects or things that we can do to make things safer for the public. Yeah, we just finished a project um, with the city of DeBerry um, on high banks there for DeBerry Elementary. A local Girl Scout troop came to us looking for a solution to make the crossing safer um they spearheaded it and they helped cross out there during those times and uh it's, it seems to be working well they helped us realign some of the beacons to expand the school zone um but uh but so that's another way we, we reach out 
Guys, y'all are doing a wonderful job keeping our school safe, our children safe. And because a lot of people think school safety, they need to go to other other issues out there. But you know, traffic maintenance, um, you know, there's a lot that go, goes into that that you know it's often overlooked. So we just want to thank you guys for everything you are doing. The other organizations that you collaborate with again, because you know children are future, and you know their safety is the utmost importance to everybody. Yeah. So, all right, with that, we're going to take our first commercial break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more Volusia Today. Subscribe to the Volusia County YouTube channel. And hit the bell icon to know what's happening in your hometown. There are so many great places to explore. And things to learn. With over 1,000 videos available right now, the channel offers something for everyone. Let's go! Did you know we have countless features showcasing history, nature, wildlife, and recreation. Subscribe and hit the bell icon. Or that we live stream important county meetings and workshops where leaders make decisions that can impact our everyday lives. Did you subscribe yet? Or that we record our weekly radio show, Volusia Today, where we interview staff from the different divisions and departments across our great county, and they discuss the nitty gritty of their field and expertise. Go ahead, subscribe. But that's not it, there's more. Subscribe. And hit the bell icon and fully explore. Score! We're back. I'm Heather Belden along with Clayton Jackson, and you're listening to Volusia Today, a public information program brought to you by the County of Volusia. So we have Jay Williams and Addison Caldwell here with traffic safety, uh, traffic engineering, and we are talking about safety. <laughs> um, I would say, I think these gentlemen would say traffic engineering is their jam. Oh, I saw what you did oh. there. <laughs> I like it though, I like it. Right? So uh, we talked a little bit about school safety already. Let's go into just kind of general safety along the many roads and highways we have here in Volusia County. What are the most common distractions that that you all see that are faced by drivers that you're trying to combat? Uh, so a lot of them are similar to the ones that impact uh, school safety, just safety along the roadway in general. Things like speeding, distracted driving, um, those things really do impact uh, safety on the roadway and, and contribute to crashes. So what anything that we can do to reduce vehicle speeds, uh, make sure that people are uh, paying attention where they're driving and, and focusing on the driving task, um, it should help in that regard. Speaking of, of speeding, what are some of these strategies that your division uses to combat speeding? Yes. Yeah, so. Addison, you can yeah, so we, we have a couple different programs. Um, we do work with the community, um, so when they come to us, um, we'll review it. We'll sit out there. We'll get some radar counts. Um, we can get traffic counts. A lot of times, we do residential traffic control plans that kind of bring the entire area together. So we're not just looking at one road. We're looking at where they may be hanging up more weight, where they may be stopping, um, where the most pedestrian activity is. If there's any crashes, um, we implement radar feedback signs. If you've seen those out in the road, they kind of give the drivers feedback for how fast they're going. Um, we do cut them off at a certain speed, so it's not you're not supposed to clock yourself on it. <laughs> um, but th those are some of the things that we do out there. So whenever I um, see a speed limit sign that's changed, that's probably on you guys that you are the ones who did that. Yes. Yeah, so periodically we will conduct um, speed limit, speed studies on our roadway just to get a gauge for how fast drivers are going. Um, I will say those. 
it's sometimes it's a misconception that if you change the speed limit that will change driver behavior and that's actually not true so we have to do other things um, besides um, setting the speed limit properly to try to impact driver behavior because it's a behavioral issue mm -hmm. and so things like roadway design uh, the width of the roadway um, any kind of visual constriction uh, does more to impact the speeds that drivers are driving than the actual speed limit sign does and so we also try to work with law enforcement to do enforcement on um, those folks who unfortunately don't obey the speed limit to try to impact behavior that way as well. Yeah, I think they just did have the Southern slowdown last week with FDOT and all the law enforcement agencies. I did happen to catch a few uh, police officers out with their radar guns, but um, Addison, you bring up a good point. Those uh, driver feedback signs, there was one out in my community recently, and if you were going not even a lot over maybe just a little it started flashing blue and red and i thought oh my gosh <laughs> yeah. and your heart drops but then on the other hand after i realized that that was happening um if you're going the speed limit and or under it'll give you a message that says like great job driver and i was like wow i can see heather it's like have a nice right. day like, yeah. and as you know a rule follower and a goody two-shoes <laughs> i was like now every time i see one of those i'm like i gotta get the good job get the thumbs get the up. Good job. right so i i think for you know people like me you know those are great and it's a great reminder that you know it, it slow down we're in a neighborhood, there could be pedestrians, there could be a lot of ducks in Deland, you know? You never know what right. you're gonna come across on our roads here in Volusia County. All right, now I know we, we're gonna save this a bit later, but I wanna make sure we're able to give this ample time. But you know, let's talk about roundabouts for a little bit, you know, especially those on the west side of the county. You know, there are no strangers to these alternative intersections. So what role do roundabouts play in safety and efficiency? Yeah, so you mentioned uh, there's a couple roundabouts, some newer uh, on the west side of the county. Um, probably the biggest thing to remember and consider with roundabouts is that they significantly improve safety compared to traditional intersections. So anywhere around upwards of 90% reduction in fatalities, uh, which is huge in terms of traffic safety. So um, the safety impacts is probably the biggest benefit for having a roundabout compared to a traditional intersection and then other things like the environmental benefits where there's reduced vehicle emissions time savings because they're more efficient um, and and also they work without the need of power so if there's a hurricane or a storm they still will uh, be able to allow traffic to move through it um, and so that helps sort of in an emergency response type scenario. And, you know, I live near these roundabouts and I've been able to use them in my everyday life. And I think the most important thing that I see is just take your time. Right. If you're not sure exactly what you're supposed to do, if you wait it out long enough, there are big gaps in the traffic. Mm -hmm. There is no one there and you have the roundabout all to yourself to navigate it slowly and safely and and honestly they're they're so nice and i think that's kind of the biggest message from from a user of a roundabout but you guys you know you're the traffic engineering experts so yeah and we also have there's a link on our website on volusia.org that has a video that will show an example of how to drive a roundabout so 
feel free for anybody that feels a little unsure about what to do. You can go to the website and find that video and then get a reminder of how to properly navigate around about. All right. So let's kind of flip on flip to the other side of the county. What are some different things you're working on to improve traffic engineering on the beach side? So similar to the rest of the county, we look for projects that we can implement to improve safety, um, maybe adding crosswalks or um, new pedestrian features. Um, there's a new project that is should be wrapping up in the next couple weeks in the New Smyrna Beach Silver Sands area at um, Atlantic and Howes, where there's a beach approach and we're converting an existing pedestrian crosswalk to a pedestrian signalized crosswalk. And so that should help improve safety, something that the residents uh, have been in favor of. So we're looking forward to um, getting that project completed and up and working. Now, I've noticed across the, across the county with the pedestrian crosswalks, some of them you tap the little button and it, you get the beep, beep sound, and then you can cross and you have the flashers. Some of them, they're flashing all the time. And then some of them, I've even seen cool little flags that the pedestrians can kind of, you know, air traffic control flag themselves across the street. You know, is there a rhyme or reason as to which one of these you're selecting for a particular area? Do you see some of them work better than others? Yeah, it, it all depends on the area and what the need is. Um, when we're covering a large area, the ones that are on steady flash, um, those are kind of alerting drivers that an entire stretch is going to have pedestrian activity. Um, when you come across the RRFBs that Jay mentioned earlier, the rapid rectangular flashing beacons, those are mostly on um, push button activated, so it gets your attention. If you leave those on 24-7, drivers get numb to them, and they don't recognize when the need is actually there or people are crossing. Yeah. Um, the flags was an initiative mostly I think they're on the south side um, that was an initiative with the local municipality with the city um, we we didn't have much to do with that they requested and we we kind of if it improves safety we're all for for different unique strategies all right speaking of promoting safety what is your division doing to get the message out there and promote traffic safety within our county yeah, so uh, anytime we can do public outreach or get the word out to citizens about traffic safety concerns and things like that um, is good. Um, uh, occasionally we'll have public meetings and things like that to sort of gather um, concerns of the public and figure out ways that we can address it. Um, and then also working with uh, our other partners, law enforcement, um, the River to Sea TPO, uh, cities and uh, other agencies within the county because we all have that common goal of safety. And say there's like a neighborhood or an area of the county that maybe they are just have concerns, you know, about speeding or some other things regarding traffic safety. Would you recommend that maybe that they it doesn't fall within the county's jurisdiction, but do you recommend that they contact you all for a good starting point? Yeah, they can always contact our office. Um, we have an intake portal on our website on volusia.org where they can um, tell us about the concern, where it is, and, and the nature of it. And either we'll respond or we'll refer it to local law enforcement or to one of the other cities to, to try and get the problem resolved. Excellent. Great information. All right. We're going to take our last commercial break. Stay with us. 
Subscribe to the Volusia County YouTube channel. And hit the bell icon to know what's happening in your hometown. There are so many great places to explore. And things to learn. With over 1,000 videos available right now, the channel offers something for everyone. Let's go! Did you know we have countless features showcasing history, nature, wildlife, and recreation? Subscribe and hit the bell icon. Or that we live stream important county meetings and workshops where leaders make decisions that can impact our everyday lives. Did you subscribe yet? Or that we record our weekly radio show, Volusia Today, where we interview staff from the different divisions and departments across our great county, and they discuss the nitty gritty of their field and expertise. Go ahead, subscribe. But that's not it, there's more. Subscribe and hit the bell icon and fully explore. Score. Welcome back everyone, I'm Clayton Jackson along with Heather Belden and you're listening to Volusia Today. So Jay and Addison, kind of in closing, what other recommendations do you have for pedestrians to um, stay safe while they're navigating you know, even neighborhoods or other large roadways? Well, one is, is to always be attentive of your surroundings and make sure you know what's going on. Um, being on the lookout for anything that might be a danger or car or present any conflict. Also, they can do things like wear reflective clothing or um, reflectors on their bicycle, especially at night, because a lot of pedestrian um, crashes or incidents happen at night. So anything to improve your visibility as a pedestrian is, will help. And you bring up a good point about the reflectors, because especially right now, all across the country there's a heat wave it's it's very very hot so a lot of people they're getting out in the mornings before they're going to work or school or they're going out in the evenings right. you know once it cools down and the sun's not out so that is that is excellent information and recommendations right there yeah and then what about for drivers what do they need to do obviously no speeding but yeah no speeding making sure they're paying attention putting those cell phones down um uh, being familiar with their surroundings. Um, you can also check, because we get a lot of tourists in this area, find out where you're going before you leave so that you know, you're know you not um, distracted by trying to figure out where you're going, things like that. And try to keep the road rage to the minimum, yes. correct? Yeah, <laughs> like you, Non-existent. Like, <laughs> like you just said, we have a lot of um, out-of-town visitors, tourists are here to explore our beautiful county, and you know, Give them a little bit of leniency. You know, they, they don't drive these roads like we do every day. Right. And um, was there opportunities for people to join your team? Yes. Yeah, so we have a great team uh, within traffic engineering, a lot of uh, dedicated staff that, that works hard to try to make things safer for the residents. And anytime we can add to, to that group, we're looking to do so. And you can always check Belusha.org to see what vacancies we have within the county. That's excellent information. And again, just to summarize everything, hey, school is starting back in a couple of weeks. It's going to get a little crazy out there because right. it's like this every year, every right. year. So we just want to make sure our listeners out there, they're attentive, you know, they stay safe as well as, you know, watch for the safety of our children. Guys, thank you for everything you do. Again, it is imperative. And with that, we're going to close our show for today. Have a wonderful day, Volusia County. Thanks. Thanks.
If you have a comment about Volusia today, or if there is a topic you would like to hear featured, please contact Volusia County Community Information at 1-866-345-0345.